I'm a big fan of artists. I love the creation of things. I love the artistic flair and the passion and desire to be your true self. Today's guest is Shannon Milliman. And Shannon was wonderful to talk to. I hope you enjoy, before we get started here, a little excerpt from her one-woman show that she does, Not So Supernova. I think you're going to enjoy these excerpts both in the introduction and in the intermission. Shannon Milliman. A quick introduction, a scene from Not So Supernova by Shannon Milliman. This scene shares the time when I was learning to breastfeed and had the assistance of a very intense yet talented nurse, Nurse Bertha. Shannon, keep your eye on the ball. Don't be picky, don't be greedy. Your mom could do it. I harvest a beautiful golden elixir milk. I offer this precious gold in a bottle. Ah! It's like my baby girl thinks I'm offering her poison darts. Simon, Eli, you take her. I give up. My husband breastfed my baby girl. For the next two weeks, we follow the nurse's instruction to help our baby learn to latch. I'm beginning to think this is not just an ill-developed tongue or a lazy suck, but an outright early standoff, a tale as old as breast milk, mother versus daughter, war. But after two weeks of feeding fights, I offer her my breast, and she simply suckles, like a peace flag waving. Sunny Carolina and I are one. I learn she has currencies that mismatch mine. Her currencies are choice and control. Mine are hope and freedom. In these few minutes, we exchange our currencies. She gives me a dollar of control, and I give her four quarters of hope that everything won't always be so hard. All right, Shannon. Well, we finally made it. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Well, thanks for being on the show and for taking time out of your day to be on. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So you uh, came of interest to me, I think, through, was it uh, LinkedIn? We connected. I meet people in so many places. I can't remember. Yes. Um, we have a mutual LinkedIn friend who... Uh, I'm blanking on her name at the present moment, but she, I think you're on a podcast that she was, that I was also on her podcast. Oh, Amy Waterman. Amy, gotta be Amy. Amy. It was yeah. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Amy's amazing. She's really cool. And uh, gosh, I had talked to her a long time ago. She came on my podcast. I came on hers and uh, she's just a, a wonderful person. So, uh, and then I think we were on a same thread or something like that, you know? Yeah. Learning together in this world. Yes, yes. And um, so it's cool. You never know how people meet and come <laughs> together. But then I was very fascinated about it, like your kind of one person show you're doing. And I was like, I got to learn more about this. Yeah. 
I was excited to hear about all the good you're doing in the fitness world and goal setting. So it's it's a great give and take. I think so. You know, I've been doing the podcast a while now. We're over 100 episodes and they're just conversations. And I try to make them, obviously, I want people to talk about their stories, but it's it's a conversation. It's a back and forth, you know. Especially with, you know, quarantine and needing to stay home. I think I appreciate more the need for connection and realize you can do it from just one conversation at a time and you can feel connected and you can be connected in different circumstances if you just attempt to be. So tell me about the time that you're having right now. I'd love to hear about it. With, um, yeah, with your quarantine COVID and, and everything. the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I thank my lucky stars and acknowledge that I am in a great place of privilege. My day job is not in danger. I work for the city of Portland and it's been extremely busy kind of emergency response and help. I'm a, a training analyst and in that capacity, I get to make sure that everybody knows how to use their technology and have been providing trainings, but I'm doing all of this at home and locking myself in the bedroom, but on breaks, I can go outside and pull the weeds and I'm planting seeds indoors and working on yard projects and trying to make some personal writing goals. And I'm, I'm thankful that I'm just well supported with my family life and able to make goals. I know not everybody has that ability, but there's something introspective about knowing that what we're doing is for a greater good. And I want to make my time impactful in my little sphere. And, you know, it's interesting. I know that there's, I've had a lot of people on and discussing, you know, how they're living with COVID-19 and everything. And everybody kind of has a different slant of how things are going and their emotions and their feelings. Mm-hmm. Where do you see things going once we're able to have kind of a slow draw back into society? What's your take on that? Well, it's an interesting thought. I'm, I'm hopeful that this time will enable us to realize how much we need each other and to appreciate and be more caring when we're out in the world together. I hope it doesn't do the opposite where we continue to maintain distance, but that we can see the contrast more clearly. And I hope that when we are able to be together, we will be able to just appreciate that and be a little kinder, a little more graceful. I hope so too. I think it's good to have optimism about that and the feeling of, I've been telling people, I'm like, man, can you imagine people can get back together? It could be explosive, man. You know, it could be lots yeah. of crazy parties, man. You know, so, <laughs> lots of good times maybe coming like the best <laughs> times. I don't know. I want to be at those parties. I, don't know. <laughs> I uh, celebrated my 40th birthday on the second, which was, you know, in quarantine mode. And I intended to throw a big party and have a big yeah. dance. Instead, we did a mandatory family talent show and much art was shared. <laughs> a mandatory yeah. family talent show. How fun does that sound? <laughs> I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be encouraged to share your talents because, you know, not everyone is willing, but we all need your talents. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, we saw you were an uh, April birthday then. Yep. And I am also an April birthday person um my birthday is april 22nd so i don't know if we're doing a family talent <laughs> contest but, but i don't i had big plans i was flying to vegas gonna fly to vegas and watch the nfl draft 
uh, with my buddies and hang out. And I was like, no. <laughs> It is. It's disheartening, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was like, man, I you know, I bought my tickets well in advance. I'm like, I'm reared up, ready to go, man. I'm going to blow it up. And I'm like, I just, I'll just be home, hanging out. I don't know. It'll be a weird 40-second birthday. You, know? you can play your own game. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's going to be like probably one of the weirder birthdays I've ever had, I'm imagining. <laughs> Yours sound kind of different. I mean, so definitely memorable. <laughs> That's so amazing. I, there's an improv principle that I love, and it's accept offers, and everything is an offer. And I'm trying to have that desperate mindset, like, all right, I don't get the party I wanted. What? That's still yeah. an offer. What is this offering me? What? What positive angle can I, ex, you know, <laughs> get out of this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was watching that sizzle reel of your show, which was very good, by the way. Oh, thanks. And uh, you're uh, you're like very like like excitable, you know, and the whole thing. Like it was pretty funny. Like I was like, wow, it's just like really pumped up. You know, you're standing <laughs> on top of that thing and you're stepping down. I'm like, there could be some injuries here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like life is short. You got to make short, fast turns, I guess. I do the my perf, my not so supernova yeah. it's one woman play that I perform is is um I kind of share that it's mostly humorous but and it has a lot of highs but it also has some tender lows and mm-hmm. everything in between because you know isn't that the human experience we experience such a gamut of emotions and we're experiencing that when we're staying at home just you know hour by hour it changes but there's something about to me, there's just within my heart, I feel like it's so important to share those highs and lows so that there is a way for people to identify and kind of center and realize like, yeah, my experiences, wherever they land are fine. And it's that vulnerable energy, if it's positive or if it's negative, it's okay for what, for what I'm experiencing in this moment. So it's, I, it's mostly humorous and, and manic in some situations, but there's there's a little contrast because opposition in all things. <laughs> it's definitely manic in some situations, <laughs> For which sure. I like. I like that a lot about it. I was like, wow, this is like out there. I like I like that. <laughs> Your coach mentality. Give me 10, right? <laughs> Come on, let's go. You know, but I am kind of um, taken to a place when you're saying, you know, there's the highs and lows. And I think often there can be this mentality of of two things of one of just being low all the time and just broadcasting all the negative energy going on or there could be this never ending optimism where low points don't exist with people mm-hmm. but what they do they just don't say it you know yes. about it and i think those are both very dangerous places to be as a person mm-hmm. and you know i've come across my fair share of people who exhibit both an unending and I just think it's just a really scary place to be. You have to acknowledge that things are great and you have to acknowledge that things are garbage sometimes too, you know? Oh, so true. You know, when you said that, I felt kind of shivers. You know, the uh, a large theme of my show is coming to peace and finding humor in my relationship with my first daughter, who is nothing like me. And every dream and and pastoral image that I thought mothering my first daughter would be like was not. And I had to continue to have to find um, 
ways to connect with her, ways to understand her perspective. Her viewpoint of the world is um, generally a lot more negative than mine. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not um, a completely fair perspective, but she sees the world differently than I do. And it doesn't, like, I cannot just hand her my optimistic viewpoint. That doesn't, those set of tools don't work for her. And yet by blood, we are united, whether she likes it or not, whether we're <laughs> in an argument, you know, but there's, there's this constant need to push and pull and try to understand each other, even when we see that other side and think it's foreign and scary and unapproachable, like to find reason to reach across and touch each other's perspective, you know, and I think it's worth the struggle. It's not easy. It's easier to hang out with people that you agree with or that just like, oh, you agree, you get where I'm coming from, even if it's politically or, yeah. you know, but there's such value in the struggle of, okay, I don't, I don't really like how you do or see things, but I'm going to learn or I'm going to at least give you the attention. So boy, isn't that a good life lesson? Yeah. It's interesting because I've thought about this a lot. Sometimes like I'm a very positive person, but I also like am very realistic about certain situations and that some things just are terrible. They just mm -hmm. are. And like, and I always think sometimes it's, it's not good to like, if somebody's suffering and they're, they're in a really bad spot saying that things will get better mm. or that, oh, you know, down the road, you're going to be fine. It's just, you know, it'll be, it's not great now, but it's going to be good. That doesn't help people, in my opinion, a lot of times. It just doesn't. Like, yeah. a lot of times, they're in a place where they can't accept that at that point. And yeah. there's a reason why there's stages of going through difficult times. It's not like, hey, things are going to be good, and you automatically feel good. No, there's a good level, there's a good amount of time where you're going to feel like trash or whatever mm -hmm. you're going through. And I, I think it's important to acknowledge that with them in a sense like, yeah, you know what? It, it, it is garbage right now. Right. It doesn't feel good to be in, in your house all the time and right. on top of people all the time. And that this is a chance to do everything you've wanted to do and do all these mm -hmm. amazing things. Yeah, that's nice. There's part of that that's very true. <laughs> but it's also okay to acknowledge that it's difficult to live like this. Right. And, and not, not fester on it but to acknowledge that it's part of the experience of ha what's yeah. happening, you know? This experience helps, I think, someone like me empathize with someone who has more challenging entities in their life. Like, I'm giving a, given a small taste of what it like feels like to be trapped. Mm -hmm. And in, in another scenario, like, that is how an individual feels all the time, no matter what the circumstances, they cannot remove those barriers and I don't know what to do with that yet, but I hope I can find some way to like empathize in a positive way. But and maybe it's just resting and sitting and accepting the moment. And that's enough. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you do just have to sit and rest in whatever position you're in. And again, not make it this long term, like cathartic feeling, you know, but just to acknowledge it instead of sweeping it under the rug. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's just the worst thing to do. You there's the other day. I mean, I was not feeling good about this the other day. I had like a half a day where I wasn't not in a good place. 
and I was like, man, I, I'm I'm a positive person, and I'm feeling like I'm mm-hmm. feeling down right now. You know, yeah. like I'm not feeling this. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, and I got it's a good unnatural. life, like a really good life. Right. <laughs> you know, like, it's highly you. unnatural. It's highly disturbing on some level. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you found anything uh, amongst the dark moments? Have you found any moments where you found any any discoveries about yourself for the people that are around you? I find that in like in the dark moments, moments I've discovered that I'm more vulnerable than I thought I was. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think sometimes I would think for myself that like nothing bothers me, you know, like I'm really resilient to a lot of things. I don't get bowled over by stuff, but I felt I'm like, I, I have the capacity to be bowled over by my emotions. And wow. that has never been something that has been a part of my existence for the most part on a large scale. And I said, man, I feel that feeling creeping in. Yeah. And wow. I'm like, and I, but I didn't want to deny it. And I, you know, I was walking on the beach. I mean, I'm in a nice place. I'm walking on the beach and everything and talking to my wife about it. And our daughter's playing in the sand and stuff. And and she is like, you know, we just need to talk. You need to talk about it. Let's get it out there. And I felt a lot better after acknowledging mm. it, you know. That's good. It's good to find ways to manage it. Like I was, as you were talking about talking to your wife, I was thinking about just some, I have boiling moments, not boiling, but just discontent with my husband. And it wasn't, it's nothing big, but it's like, because we're never getting a break from one another, exactly. I'm finding little bits of irritation, you know? And I, I appreciate that you said, like, you talked it out. I'm like, all right, that gives me a, a reminder. What can I do to navigate those feelings? Because I know they're temporary. I know in a good moment that these feelings are valid, but how can I work it out? I noticed he's been making a lot more music. He's a musician and, mm-hmm. and, um, burying himself in our in-home studio. What am I doing? You know, I, I'm going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just appreciate you to share that because it made me think about ways I can more effectively communicate with him to find the peace we're all seeking in this time. Well, I think there's an interesting commentary about what we're all going through this shared experience. It's the greatest social isolation experience ever. Uh, And I feel like, you know, I was listening to a podcast. I like consuming podcasts and uh, listening to Dr. Fauci, who's been heading up kind of the medical response aspect of all this. And he said that he was on a big conference call with a bunch of international leaders and scientists and doctors. And he said, the one thing we need to be really careful about is keeping our our citizens, our humans in this for too long, mm. because it may create a much larger issue that's greater than COVID-19, mm. which is the instability of our mental psyche of, as human beings, because wow. it's not natural. Right. So we, that's where we're, we're trying to kill one thing but we may One be creating another creating another, virus. another thing that is actually larger than this. Wow. If so, there's a, there's a, that's the highs and lows you were talking about, right? You know, it's like yeah. we're making progress on one thing, but we could be creating another thing if we're not careful about the balance of all this, you know? And especially, I think it's easy as adults in a, in a call moment to assess and realize that I thought about that same would happen with children. Like, cooties on the playground like you yeah. have covid i mean those sort of um actions and practices will trickle in uncomfortable and possibly destructive ways like and so how do you mitigate that it's a question we need to struggle with 
Yeah, we're going to struggle with a lot of questions because even as things come back to a kind of a slow roll back in, it, it I think of places like Africa where, you know, Ebola was, was so terrible and they've just kind of gotten a hold on it in the last five years where they've had to have immunity certificates from uh, the government to go back to their villages so people would believe that they weren't going to infect other people. And mm-hmm. um and extreme levels of violence of people, you know, uh, against each other who may who may have had it. Now, I mean, Ebola is, I mean, the death rate is way higher than this, mm-hmm. but still, this is a deadly thing, and I wonder how we'll treat each other in closed spaces as we move back into that. I'm sure there'll be some fear, and there'll also be periods of uh, great joy and people getting together in large masses, mm-hmm. but there'll be there'll be though both sides of it, you know. Yeah. And I think strongly the human spirit is so resilient. It has overcome so much. And I hope that will see us to a place of greater light. I think so. I I think we're going to be fine. It's just navigating challenges and recognizing that there are challenges and there's going to be some incredible things that come from this. I mean, there are going to be some amazing inventions and incredible people who are going to rise up and become amazing humans because of this. I mean, that's definitely going to happen, but there'll also be weird things too, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I think it's been interesting. Yeah. People are complex, you know, Um, as we, it's interesting to see like maybe if you have neighbors and you, you, you take note of how they are or are not, um, adhering to these standards that have been provided to us and maybe we're making judgments maybe they're making them upon us and it's a difficult thing to weave in a country that is generally considered free and able to make autonomous choices day to day but for best health and for the mitigation of this virus we should all be doing these things that we're sort of commanded to do and I, I don't know I find that interesting like just the feeling around how you observe or how you're being observed and how you're in how you're adhering to things. Well, somebody told me we're kind of playing a game of Pac-Man right now. <laughs> and basically you go out and you see somebody, you you start eating the pellets in a different direction. And you're like, oh, here, hello, bye, 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 other way, you know, like. <laughs> That's it's pretty fitting. Right? It's a weird game of Pac-Man we're playing with other humans right now. Like, uh, get close, but not too close, you know. Yeah, for sure. Boy, it's, it's all a it's all a game. Oh my. <laughs> it's, yeah, you're like, I'm gonna think about this Pac-Man reference now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, let me ask you, you know, you just mentioned your husband's a musician and then you're doing this show. What's with all the artistic stuff going on in this family? And then <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe it's how we all I'll cope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think we are on this earth for a limited number of days and there's something that drives me to create and whether it is creating children, I have five of them or creating art. Um, I don't know. I have this burning need to create and try to express something and listen in when other people are expressing things and try to understand and interpret human experience. And so my mediums are generally making plays or writing. I'm working on a personal history for myself and then one for my grandfather, which is a really special mm-hmm. gift. And then 
my husband does a lot of recording um, in groups and by himself. So it's it's fun to have just art in the home in different capacities. And we let the kids find their ways to express themselves. So, you know, it's it's a good good practice. I like it. It's just interesting. You're like, he's a musician. You're doing this. And then I was like, there's a lot of art going, the talent show, art show, whatever. I'm like, there's a lot of art going on here. Like, <laughs> With all this extra, well, it's not like we have extra time, but kind of just staying home time. We've been doing, you know, yard projects. And my daughter is an um, artist in the way of painting and drawing mm. art. And we had a, a fence and I said, would you paint a mural on this fence? And all these <laughs> ideas are coming when I'm trapped. <laughs> she said, okay. Would you but paint yeah, a mural it's... on this fence? <laughs> so we'll see. There might be a mural at the Milliman's house. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell me a little bit more about your um, the show that you were telling me about. Again, I was yeah. real and stuff, and I was like, this is interesting to me. Like, what's the, where did it come from? You know, you know, it's the story is it's autobiographical and it's a roller coaster emotional experience of what it's like to be Shannon Milliman, what it is like to get married young, idealistic, and naive to a musician and to find that, hey, um, marriage isn't necessarily easy. We see the world very differently and getting frustrated and finding compromise and finding peace and laughing along the way. And then having a daughter who also is nothing like myself and just, just what happens and um, unexpected barriers that are unfair genuinely. And what do you do with it? So I, I wrote it, created it. Um, not, I am not, uh, political by nature. I, of course, have political opinions and believe in the practice and stuff, but it's just not my preference to absorb into the political scene. Um, but there was, and I do not mean this for it, I, I want to be a peacemaker. I just want to be a mediator in all things. But when um, President Trump was elected, it was not an, expect, an outcome that I expected. And a lot of people snicker and, and tell me, well, we, we knew it was coming. But for me, I was unexpected, and I understand and appreciate that all perspectives need to be heard, but it was surprising to me, and I felt this, like, um, kind of spiral of I'm I'm powerless. Like, there's nothing that I can do in the world, and I the scope went out for me, and there was just something that made me realize I needed to be more active in my own life and in my community, and for me, that doesn't mean advocating and lobbying. It doesn't mean calling my representative while all of those things I've done and are productive. For me, it just meant, what are my talents? What are my gifts? What was I born to do as a mother and as a wife and as a sovereign being? What gifts do I have? I love theater and expressing ideas through that medium and I decided I was going to make a play. It has nothing to do with politics, but it was this decision that I needed to not be passive. And somehow if I can be vulnerable, if I can share my stories, maybe that would inspire someone else, not that that's the purpose, but that I would be doing the thing I'm supposed to do. And I felt peace just following that path. So it's I've performed it in numerous um states in the country. 
from East Coast to West Coast, and it's been pleasantly, joyfully received. And I'm finding maybe it isn't just for me. Maybe there's some messages that people are are genuinely finding useful. One thing that somebody told me that just really impressed me and just touched me was that it caused them to have conversations behind closed doors after the play. They were still talking about it, still processing some of the heavy content. And I just thought, okay, that's my work is done. That's what I want. I want us to all open up at home about the gritty, raw stuff, whatever it is. And I guess it turned out, you know, one idea leads to another and, and you don't know where it's going to go. This clip is an excerpt from Not So Supernova by Shannon Milliman. And in this clip, I am writing a letter to my daughter, Sunny Carolina. Dear Sunny Carolina, Faith is the evidence of things hoped for and not seen. Trust me, I regret forcing you to wear a dress to church, but come on, rip Daisy Dukes in a black lace crop to church. Why are you acting like a child when you want to be treated like an adult? Recognize the compromise I offer you. When you shaved your head, I didn't overreact. I told you you were beautiful. No other mom would act so calm. I do not make you believe my truths I am learning are not yours. And though that stings like solar shards, I allow you space. I hope sun, my sunny Carolina, will melt the ice in your heart. Why are you so angry? Why do you think the world is against you? Why do you think I am against you? Please forget, forget today. I want you to be happy. If only you could see through the Milky Way. Please do not wish for a tattoo. Wish for the clarity to see beyond the temporal. I go to bed tonight more frazzled than I ever did when you were a newborn. Remember, I love you. You are my perfect little rosebud. I forgot that today. Wow, that was very well said. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> uh, I really like that. That was really cool. So you, the, the election was kind of the jump off for you about it's that. It's kind of weird, and I, I kind of hesitate to like share that because it's not Why? political. But it was, <laughs> yeah, good question. I think it's because um, I come from very conservative background, and I sort of fear that some of my loved ones will interpret that I am contrary to their perspective when that's not my intent. And so I guess you, you asking me why makes me think I should not fear that I should, I should no. be who I am and, uh, and let, let the art flow. <laughs> let it flow, man. <laughs> I think everybody, I mean, I, I'm very transparent on this show, and I want to continue to be. 
And I think um, there was a lot of people surprised by the outcome of that election. I don't, you're not alone in that. I mean, it's, there's a lot of people who thought, you know, they'd be more, they couldn't be more surprised if their head was sewn to a carpet at, at that point. <laughs> they were like, what, what just happened? Like what, you know, but I think there's always a kind of a, a fork in the road moment for a lot of people that pushes them in different directions. Yeah. I know during 9-11, it pushed a lot of people into military service. Wow. And the pull, yeah, that's and profound. The, right? I mean, the pull to serve your country in that way in the Great Depression pulled a lot of people, a generation of people into saving money. Saving mm, became very true. important. <clears throat> These Boy. things, right? Yeah, I felt that um, with staying at home right now, I've tried to exercise how I was brought up with like being frugal and resourceful and mm -hmm. not wasting anything and making homemade bread. And there's something that some events cause you to go back to roots that you know will keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could name off a tremendous amount of events that occurred that you were going in this linear path and then all of a sudden you went diagonal because of mm -hmm. that. And I think the 2016 election was was like that for a lot of people. Maybe it's not spoken about enough, you know, but I think actually that election is uh, the reason that there'll be a cycling of a different human leader at some point down the line. You know, we get yeah. comfortable with things. We feel good about stuff. And then the, the thing about our country is we're kind of a country of extremes. We claim to be very uh center-based or we want to have moderate ideas and things but we're really not we're not very good at that mm -hmm. and so what happens <laughs> is we swing one direction really hard and then we swing the other we're like a boat rocking real hard to both sides all the time mm -hmm. and right now we're rocking to one side pretty hard yeah. it'll rock back to another side too it just is the nature of us you know yeah it's ways i was thinking about the pendulum swing that you're kind of sharing and thinking about mm -hmm. um and how that's how it is but in the day-to-day -day, what do most of us do we get up we go to work we take mm -hmm. care of our families we do the routine and we don't have the liberty or or the bandwidth or the desire to think new thoughts or bold thoughts or think what is our purpose on earth but every once in a while something disrupts us and makes us think we should i was thinking about when I learned that President Trump was elected, I was in a master swim team um, mm -hmm. practice and um, I was swimming. And you know how when you're swimming, the water is like all you hear and you're in the water and yes. the focus. Your brain is only That's thinking amazing. about your stroke. Yes. And then I came up to surface and learned he was elected. <laughs> and I was like alone with my thoughts and the water. <laughs> and I thought that's kind of how people are day to day is like, we're just trying to make it through. <laughs> and then you rise above and you have a decision like, okay, what am I going to do with this? I don't know what it is, but, you know, <laughs> something. Yeah. So you went into creating this one person play theater in theater and, you know, some people got angry as hell and they did weird <laughs> stuff, you know, and, and some people like my wife got extremely angry. She was like crazy angry and to this day she's still kind of angry and i'm like it's been a while you know i gotta let this go you know and but then there I are people recommend creating a play for her yeah create a play you know <laughs> and then there's try. people who were jubilant so jubilant you know it's just all different 
emotions, but you know, I think it's interesting. Your outlet was creating a play, mm-hmm. and uh, it was fascinating what you do with things when they happen. You know. Yeah, it is. Everybody chooses a different choice. That makes us very different, but also very much the same. And 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 now we're in a very much the same environment. And I'm just fascinated how we are going to respond to that. And yeah, it is really yeah. thought provoking. Certainly. And I think, you know, I've had a lot more people contact me and I'm, I'm an avid networker. I mean, I've been networking for over 12 years, pretty voraciously and just meeting people. I don't sell anything to anybody. It's just no agenda, have, have conversations. And I can see that people needed more. They need more of that at this point, mm. you know, they're feeling really lonely, lovely. You know? It's a good Dang. mindset. If, and if I think about doing that daily, just a practice of reaching out and connecting and networking, we can move mountains. We can change the world. We can change so many things, but we just don't know how it'll change. But if we connect with another person, we will be a part of it. I think sometimes we're, we are very results driven people and our society. And so like, if you reach out to somebody and you don't see the tangible results of reaching out to them, it's kind of like, eh, I think you just have to believe in the things you can't see about it. And that's difficult, you know? And to recognize that, um, what's in it for me, it's not always about me. Sometimes it's just a conversation and that is a beautiful exchange between human beings and we go forward. It's totally true. I mean, it's been my mantra. Like, I mean, I had to have talked to thousands and thousands of people over all this time and I have no clue how that's ended up. But sometimes mm-hmm. those, those flowers have bloomed in front of me. And I'm sure many times those flowers have bloomed thousands of miles away from me. And I, I have no clue what happened. And every once in a while you get this beautiful spark. Somebody sends you a message and tells you what happened because of the things you've done, the time you've spent mm. with somebody, you know, and I think you can't always wait for there to be a result mm-hmm. to keep doing something. I think that's a large problem with a lot of us is we wait for the result. When am I going to experience this success? When am I going to have this? Like sometimes it's just, you have to believe in the thing that you don't see. It's okay mm-hmm. to not have proof, you know? Yeah. That's really beautiful. Good reminder. Thank you. I, I struggle with that, like sometimes between science and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I've had good talks with people about that on here. Like, so I love science, but I, I don't like that science pushes us to always have concrete evidence of things. Some things you're just that. not going to have that. It's okay if you don't and get evidence of something. Yeah. Everything's a theory in science at one point, and those theories evolve. So, Really, all things are not black and white and known and unknown. Yeah, I think about a scientist who spends his, his or her or whoever's, a person spends their entire life trying to prove this theory. I mean, that's great, but like, why do you need the proof all the time about it? You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. okay if not, but did you spend your life on this one question? There are many other questions to discuss, you know, and other things to do and and tangible things that are really like we're so consumed about things beyond this planet, which I think are interesting. But what about what's happening in this in this planet? You know, on this mm-hmm. planet, it's 
gazing at the stars but not gazing at each other either you know like yeah i think about this it is it's kind of puzzling this scripture by their fruits you shall know them and Mm -hmm. that's just a generally universal thing but um you, you know i'm not looking for a result like just let the goodness flow don't expect some science or rule just let let i hope to be known by good virtues like kindness and hope and you know what what virtues are interesting to you and can i be curious about those things and find some positive interaction by just just by hoping those good virtues will come out so interesting you said that because i just had a conversation well, two nights ago with my wife we always have these like pretty deep conversations at night which i've always loved and i was like how do you define yourself like do you re- define yourself as like a nurse or as whatever like some mm-hmm. people would say oh, i define these republican i'm a democrat <laughs> right. i'm a i am a you know um title insert what this title title everybody defines themselves by this title but have you ever asked somebody you know, how do you define yourself? And they've said, I define myself as being generous and kind and mm. loving and caring. I'm telling you, I never hear that. From right. People, ever. I love that. If you go to a party and someone asks, first thing people ask, and I try to avoid asking it is, what do you do? Like, <laughs> your identity is your job? Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, please. I watched a great um, documentary called Obit, short for obituary. And it was mm. about, oh, it's so good. New York, um, no, the Times paper, the writers who write the obituaries in the Times and how they choose them, how they're under deadlines, how different unexpected famous people will die and they have to choose those ones all of a sudden and how in 500 words you capture a life and how there's so many ways to do it. And it got me really thinking about what do I want to be remembered for? What do I want to define myself? Do I want to tell my own narrative? Do I want someone else to tell it? So thoughtful. <laughs> That's super thoughtful. I mean, I, I really like, I got to check that out. What is that on? That um... Um, uh, It is, oh goodness. I, I might have to tell you after, but I can't remember. The library, all libraries allow people to access the streaming thing. If you have a library card, I cannot yeah. remember the title of it. But it's one of these docu. It's a it's a streaming service that's available, and it has documentaries. I cannot remember the title okay. at the moment. I'll let you know. Yeah, um, yeah, no problem. But it's so good, <laughs> worthwhile. Also, I love that that you have deep conversations with your wife at night. We ha- <laughs> we had one about three nights ago, and uh-huh. I was re- realizing I haven't had a deep late night conversation with my sweetheart in so long, and it was yeah. the 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 being home day after day and it, it changed our rhythm in a really good way i think it's important and and um relationships you know significant other relationships friendships anything i mean i'm i'm definitely more of a deep thinker i mean i could have very surface level conversations not a problem but i prefer to have very enlightening conversations about our existence as people and how we feel. I, I think my wife had to get used to that with me was that I'm like, I want to question or think about how my existence affects other people or, and how, how have I changed over the period of the last 10 years? Like asking these you know, questions or we do, here's a good exercise. We do this thing called two minute topics. 
And, and so we just, you just throw out a random topic. Doesn't matter whatever it is, could be like horses, could be quantum mechanics, could be, you know, octopus. And you have to talk about that for two minutes and then wherever you're at in that two minutes, you just stop. And then the other person gets to talk about it. So you set boundaries on speaking with each other about mm. weird stuff. Wow. So many things, beautiful <laughs> things you can learn in that. The boundaries, the creative on the spot, impromptu thinking, um, the letting inspiration come in in a frame. That's really cool. I'm going to do that with my family. <laughs> I want to I want to hear how it goes, because I, I think it's, you. it's strange because like you, you know, it's not like you like come in. I would advise you not to come in with a bunch of topics ahead of time. Just let it happen. Okay. Is that we're going to do this and then you just throw out something. And the funny thing is, I think you learn a lot about your partner, like very quickly that you didn't know, because when are you talking about these, all these random things ever, you know? Right. There's so much undiscovered territory. Seriously. <laughs> You're like, Our lives Whoa. can be Star Trek. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of undiscovered space out there, you know? Also at my birthday party, the mandatory talent show happened. And then I asked everyone questions <laughs> to open up a conversation, but they were pre-decided questions. And. Um, I will say like my pre-thoughts kind of forced the environment and some people were resistant. So I love your your um, angle to show me that leaning into the energy of the moment might and it's a different it's a different direction, but it'll it'll give us a new way to approach each other. I think so. I mean, I actually just got that off of doing my podcast because I'm a very type A person, super organized, calendar driven all this stuff, <clears throat> but I have a very artistic side to me as well. And kind of a very like, eh, you know, let's just take it as it comes side. And so like my podcast is the only thing I really do where I don't plan anything except for it. I, you know, actually mm. like the actual like mechanics of it, with the technology and all that stuff. But I don't have any, I have no clue what I'm going to talk to you about mm. when I get on with you. I literally no clue. I mean, and I don't want to know. That's really neat. I want to know, know as little as possible. It. Yeah. It's it's nice. And then you get some genuine sparks that come out that really might matter. You know, it might matter. I, I already feel like a few things that we've shared, I'm going to keep on turning over in my mind and it might grow into something beautiful. And who knows what people hear and how we hear it, you know? That's the faith of a podcast. A bunch of people are listening, have no clue how it's hitting them. I have no clue. <laughs> I just do it and we'll see. <laughs> oh, I love it. I've uh, I want to start a podcast and I've signed up on the back end but haven't gotten my action in gear to uh, actually do one. And the things you're saying just makes me more excited about stepping into that. You'd be good at it. I feel like you'd be good at it. You have a very natural presence. Um you seem like you're kind of quirky and fun and, <laughs> and responsible all at the same time. A tremendous combination. Uh, you know and theatrical you could have a really fun podcast <laughs> thanks I'm looking forward to it I was thinking about your gifts too you know how easy it is to identify like you know you create this warm safe environment for me to feel oh. okay to talk to you about so many things in just an hour's time and <laughs> that doesn't come from this hour it comes from your life's practice of caring about others and I just get to experience that for a moment. 
Well, I think that, thank you. And I think that it's like when I was thinking of starting a podcast, I'm like, well, what do I do well? I'm like, I'm good at like just having conversations with people that are kind of random with no real knowledge of the person of like what they do. And plus, I don't want to do something where I was like focused on the person's job. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's what the world does anyways. You know, <laughs> like, let's talk about your job and all these sales and, you know, that you've done 1.3 million and, and this and that and you've you're you know it's just like I want to be the antithesis of that. I don't want to talk about your 12 best practices to have a better marketing, you know, <laughs> uh, deal. Like I mean I'm not saying it's bad. It's just right. that I don't want to do that. I just I feel like there's a lot of that out there's a lot of redundancy. Yeah. And a lot of those things and we're always striving to have more to create more money. I mean I told a guy the other day on LinkedIn he wanted to know about my business. It's like the last thing I want to talk about, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, they're talking about it. And I said, I'm pretty much at capacity and you know, I'm good. He's like, oh, I, I remember that. Well, how can you now create more streams of revenue? I'm like, I don't want to really make much more money. I'm really not concerned about that. I, mm-hmm. I think that like explodes people's heads when you tell them that. They're like, hmm. what? How could you not want to make more money? I'm like, I don't know. I just don't really, I don't know. It's not a thing for me. You know, like you can't take it with you at the yeah. end of this life, you know. I'm not opposed to making money. I just not I just I'm just in big opposition of trying to gather it so much that it becomes the definition of who I am, you know. Yeah, that sounds aligned with a good heart. And there's different ways to go about life and that's okay. I love the question, what do I do well? Um for ones to ask oneself to ask to get to know each other beautiful <laughs> to focus on our strengths yeah I, I i was like well i do well like very like i'm good at making people feel comfortable when mm-hmm. i talk to them just letting them be themselves and i think it's gone well you know some people go can you give me the questions ahead of time i'm like oh there's no questions <laughs> I mean, you might want to question yourself before you come on. You <laughs> know, are you okay with doing this? I'm like, uh, plus it's easier, you know. <laughs> just roll with the punches, you know. It's just like, hey, we're gonna talk about some stuff. I have no clue what we're gonna talk about, but it's probably gonna be interesting, more than likely, you know. Yeah, that's great. You know, so I thank you for giving me your time and. Um, I know you've obviously you're busy with what you said you're doing and you've got a family to attend to and a lot of a lot of people have lots of things going on even though we're home so uh, thank you for your time I really appreciate it no I I feel the same to you we all have 24 hours we just get to sort it out differently (laughs) certainly well thank you Shannon for your time and um, we will definitely be in touch thanks so much Darren I appreciate you you got it thank you you too Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.